This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Van joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, I guess, here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Happy Monday. The Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave on a beautiful day. It's just windy. Yesterday and today and tomorrow is supposed to be real windy uh, across uh, much of uh, Montana, which hampers the golf game a little bit as we near the end of the season. Anyway, um, big show today. I mean, we are jam-packed today. Uh, Jordan Hansen's going to join us from 406mtsports.com. Recap the weekend. We have uh, Lindsay Barra, Yogi's granddaughter, coming on. Talked about the death of Whitey Ford over the weekend. And Sam Ocho, former NFL linebacker and uh, author, is going to talk about his uh, book that's coming out tomorrow. And what else? Am I... Oh, the Auto Contest Performance of the Week. Got some great nominees as well. So let's get started, shall we, on a busy, busy, busy Monday. And we got a big, big, I mean... Jim Carr's the NAI president's going to join us this week. Uh, Josh uh, Margolis from uh, Haver's going to join us. Brittany Jackson, the former Tennessee Lady Vols, back on the show this week. Um, Nicole Rigoni, of course, and uh, some surprises as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to get going on today's show as we uh, – oh, by the way, you can watch on Facebook. You can uh, watch on YouTube. You can watch on Twitter. You can listen. Podbean Network One Sports. You should go to jasonwalkershow.com. Email us anytime. jasonwalkersports at gmail.com. All right, here we go. Let's get started. Uh, the daily COVID update. 423 new cases. We are now 19,125 confirmed. 212 deaths. 11,481 recovered. 7,432 active. 291 currently in the hospital. Uh, 1,487 Yellowstone County, 1,071 Flathead, 506 Glacier, 623 Missoula, 597 Cascade, 521 Gallatin, 216 Lewis and Clark, 137 Deer Lodge, 94 Silverbow, 176 Hill, 151 Tool, uh, 304 Roosevelt, they're back above 300, uh, 117 in Blaine, 91 Valley, that's going to lead to some uh, uh, Glasgow schools shut down for the next couple of weeks, I believe. Um, yeah, Glasgow, oh, limiting spec, not shut down, I'm, I apologize. They're in school, Glasgow, uh, but they're limiting spectators for at least the next two weeks. Uh, four ticket vouchers for home athletes and coaches, visitors, two ticket vouchers. Um, let's see. 
58 in uh, Fergus County, and uh, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Still. 102 down in Beaverhead, 71 over in uh, Ravalli, and 111 in Lake. I mean, it, it just, I, I could literally keep going. And there, but there are some that say it doesn't matter. Um, and then there's this. So Yellowstone, or uh, Lewis and Clark County is uh, 216 active cases. And uh, a lot, a lot at Carroll College. Carroll College athletics, um, aside from cross country, golf, and women's track and field, everybody else has been affected on in athletics at Carroll. Um, so as of right now at Carroll College, all practices and workouts have been suspended until at least Thursday. And they're testing everybody today and tomorrow at Carroll College, athletics-wise, symptomatic and non-symptomatic. Um, so, yeah, there's a... <laughs> and it's weird because Carol has been very quiet. Carol's been very quiet on uh, on uh, their numbers, but we'll keep an eye on that for you. Okay? All right, uh, so there's your COVID. Let's do uh, some of your auto concepts. Performance of the week nominees. Matt Burton, Capital, 13 of 19, passing 169 yards, two touchdowns, both of which to Tom Carter. Capital got a big win on the road at Big Sky. Rafe Newbro ran for four TDs. He threw for another. Great Falls, or uh, CMR rather, beat Gallatin. Caden Hewitt, 299, or 291 yards, four touchdowns. Helena High with a huge win over Glacier. Carson Hunter, three touchdown passes, ran for three more. Miles City pasted Sydney. Jace Fitzgerald ran for three touchdowns. Dylan got past Libby. And that's a big win for the Dylan Beavers. Tyson Rosted, 18 of 22, 365 yards, four touchdowns. Ben Tack ran for three. Number one, Hamilton. Stayed perfect. Cormac Ben, 38 rushes, 381 yards, and five touchdowns. As Big Fork beat Class A Polson 54 to 40. Interesting stat: the Vikings 664 rushing yards. They did not attempt a pass and won 54 to 40. Uh, Rex Williamson, four touchdowns. Malta hammered Glasgow. Caden Holgate, four touchdown passes. Manhattan, 49 nothing win over Big Timber. I said it was going to be 49 to 15. It was close. Cade Cutler, four touchdowns. Two passing, so six total. Drummond Phillipsburg, shut out Sheridan. Close game, 74 nothing. Cade Strutz, 207 yards rushing, four touchdowns. Big Sandy all over Power Dutton Brady. Uh, Mason Detham, 181 yards, five touchdowns. Freud Lake routed Weibo, 52 to eight. Uh, Ella Pethel, I think this is. This doesn't seem right, but this is unless it's a misprint. But 69 digs for Belt in a four setter against uh, Sunburst. It might be 29, but is there what's close to the six? Three, two. If 69 digs, that's a lot. 
Uh, Liv Wangren, 26 kills. Don Langen, 16. Plenty Woods, perfect, as they beat Class B Glasgow. And seven Billing Central players scoring goals. Four from Abby Derbyshire. And the Rams beat Livingston 12-1. to So there's just a couple uh, nominations. You can keep yours coming in. On this day in history, still to come, some birthdays. It is Match Burnham's birthday today, former Carroll College great. Danny Sprinkle's birthday is today as well. Bobcat, great, and now current MSU head coach. All right, so Friday, Whitey Ford passed away. He was 91. And he di- he died on the day that it was an anniversary of a big big World Series um, uh, celebration uh, as he passed Babe Ruth. And I figured there's not many people better to talk about the Yankees and Whitey Ford than someone who grew up around Whitey Ford, Yogi Berra's granddaughter. Lindsay Berra joins us now here on the Jason Walker Show and the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. All right, here we go, three, two, one. Well, I appreciate you joining again on, on short notice. Um, I reached out last week, but we were just talking, Lindsay. This is a terrible year for baseball, and just recently the Hall of Fame with Joe Morgan passing away today, but I reached out last week because Whitey Ford passed away, another great Yankee. I, I can't even believe how crazy 2020 has been. You, you pointed out that we started off on New Year's Day losing Don Larson, um, but following Don's passing, we, we've lost six Hall of Famers since then now. You know, Tom Seaver, Al Kaline, Lou Brock, um, uh, Bob Gibson, Whitey, and, and now Joe Morgan. It's totally, totally crazy. Um, and I, I keep thinking in my head that's going to be some Hall of Fame golf outing they have because those guys always caught up on the golf golf course um, every year. But for me, it's interesting. I was driving out to a uh, golf outing on Friday morning, uh, which is Joe Madden's golf outing out in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, that was rescheduled from the from the summer due to COVID. And uh, my dad and I were had left at separate times. I was with my boyfriend. My dad was in his car, and he got the call from Eddie Ford telling him about um, Whitey's passing. And I had a, a good cry in the car. And now I know Whitey was getting up there in age, and sometimes, you know, when they start to suffer, it, it can be a blessing. But it really just signifies to me just this end of, a, of an era where we've lost so many of these guys. Um, there's, there's, you know, for the Yankees, uh, Bobby Brown, Dr. Bobby Brown uh, is in his, his late 90s, and he's, I know, the only one left of the, the teams who won five in a row with the, with the Yankees uh, in the late 40s and the 50s. So there's just really not a lot of these guys left, and it just generally makes me sad. It is a bummer, and even for not being a Yankee fan, I mean, this is still – it is sad. I mean, you, you, that, that, you, you know, I read this thing called On This Day in History every every day. Yeah. And this time of the year, it's Yankees win this World Series. Yankees clinch this pennant. You know, it's just there's mm-hmm. so much Yankee history for this time of the year going back, a, you know, 100 years. And, and like you said, it's just getting, you know, these guys are getting up there. It's funny. My Grandpa Yogi passed on the anniversary of his Major League Baseball debut, and he hit a home run in his, on his first day in the, in the big leagues. And Whitey actually passed on the day that he um, broke Babe Ruth's uh, scoreless inning record in the World Series. And my boyfriend and I were joking about it. 
that those guys accomplished so much in their careers that whatever day they were going to pass away on, they probably had done something, unless it was in January. They just achieved so much that you can't find a day where they didn't do anything. No, that's exactly <laughs> right, because I brought up your grandpa's passing um, with his home run uh, not too, what, about a month ago, wasn't it, or just uh, yeah, so, September a few September 22nd, a few weeks. Yeah, yeah so... Um, like I said, on this day in history, it's just it's crazy how much so much Yankee history is is out there. Lindsey Barra, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. Um, I know you don't remember Whitey's playing days, but uh, you obviously got to know him through your grandpa Yogi, and and uh, and, and you had some great stories. Yeah, so obviously I didn't get to see him play, and I I know just through word of mouth what a great big game pitcher Whitey was. You always wanted him on the mound. He had so many different pitches and so many different ways to get people out. He was super versatile. Um, But what I really remember most about Whitey is the relationship he had with my grandfather. He and Joni, uh, Whitey's wife, Joni Ford, they were at the house all the time. They used to come to Grandpa's golf outing, the events at the museum, um, Grammy and Grandpa would go to Long Island and have dinner with Whitey and Joe. They just had a really nice relationship that lasted from the time they met in the 50s playing until, you know, a solid 50 years, 60 years until Grandpa died in 2015. Um, a couple of things I remember when I was a kid, I used to go to the Hall of Fame inductions and Stan Musial used to try to teach me to play the harmonica and I have very little um, musical ability and he he tried for a little while and then deemed me useless. So after that happened, I joined a group of kids that Whitey Ford was teaching to do a line dance and um, Stan would play his harmonica and we would do the line dances that Whitey taught us. I don't know where Whitey got line dancing ability, but I just very distinctly remember, you know, standing behind him with a bunch of other kids and imitating him stomping his feet on the ground and spinning around. Um, they used to play cards at night at Grandpa and Whitey and, and just down in the basement of the Otisaga Hotel. They had these round card tables with, like, leather chairs. And I remember several times um, just kind of falling asleep, um, sitting behind my Grandpa with my head on his back, just listening to the guys yap at each other and, and, and play cards and cigarette smoke wafting through the ceiling. And I was lucky that my dad let me stay down there with them. Um, and then as they got older... I remember one very funny story. Um, my grandmother and Joni Ford had been talking um, a lot about something. And I, I don't remember what it was. It was probably plans for something. And my grandfather was hearing tidbits of the conversation um, over the phone. And I don't know why he didn't just ask my grandmother what he and Joni had been talking about. Um, but he, he actually called Whitey and he said, Whitey. The girls have been on the phone an awful lot lately. I think they're going to put us in a home. <laughs> so, like, my grandfather, I mean, it's, it's kind of ridiculous that he made that leap, but he thought that, that Grammy and Joni Ford were plotting on putting him and Whitey in an assisted living before their time. So, oh, my this, goodness. This is a very, it's a funny story. But they, were, they were just very close and had a lot of fun together. Lindsey Barrett joining us here, Jason Walker Show. Um, those those Hall of Fame card games, the Hall of Fame memories, but um, in in Canton, but just the stories in general, like that. I mean, that's just uh, to be a fly on the wall when those guys all got together, um, and you were part of that a little bit, and it's it's very cool. 
Um, it is really cool. And, like, I never thought of them, like, you know, Whitey Ford won six World Series championships. He was a 10-time All-Star. I think he was the, the um, he had the highest, uh, one of the, one of the highest win-loss percentages. I think he was, a, he, he had the fewest wins when he hit 200 uh, victories. I think Doc Gooden came, came uh, pretty close, but he, he just was a dominant, you know, superstar pitcher. And, being as a kid being around him you kind of knew that but it was not what came to the forefront with whitey it was just his like fun loving you know personality and and the warmth between him and all the other guys i mean like like i said just to you know i've I've been around celebrities before and to hear their stories are just you know like george brett and and those guys were were great (laughs) when i was caddying in a golf tournament for him um, and he said, you know, George Brett, that was hilarious because he said that, you know, you can ask me anything, but don't ever talk to me about the Yankees because I effing hate the Yankees. And we know why, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. you know, but those are the, those are the great stories that you get off the field from these guys. And, and like I said, to be a fly on the wall for all those Yankee stories. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I say it all the time. I was a very, very lucky kid. Um, you did post a sweet picture up the other day, Lindsay, that, uh, I mean, you, and you mentioned it in your Twitter post. Everybody talks about your grandpa Yogi and Don Larson and the hug after the perfect game, which was uh, the anniversary last week. But mm-hmm. the first pitch um, from that game, and it was, I mean, it looks, the mound looks a lot closer, it, but it was just perfect. You got the umpires, you got the ball, you got the bat, yeah, baseball. I mean, it's just, baseball is beautiful. It's, it's poetic. That, that re- I really think that is a cool picture. And I definitely, the mound obviously was not closer. It, it was just right. a, like an optical illusion there. But I always thought that picture was really cool because, because the ball is in such good focus in the middle there. And then it also is kind of funny. There's that really big Ballantine beer ad in, right. in uh, right center field. And back in the day, my grandfather used to do some ads for Ballantine beer. And it's, I don't, in my you know, 40 years of living with him on planet earth. I don't ever remember him drinking a beer, but apparently when he was young, he did drink beer and then he switched to drinking vodka later in his life and really only drank vodka. But, um, when he was in his, the assisted living facility and his mind was kind of starting to go, sometimes he'd look up at you and he'd go, Linz, I'd like a beer, a Ballantine beer. And it always made me think of that picture. And I'm like, he wants a beer. Like, first of all, Ballantyne, how do you know if they still make that? Which I think they do, but in small batches. But I would, like, you know, run around the assisted living side and come back with, like, a Michelob Ultra and peel the label <laughs> off it and be like, maybe you won't notice. Try and give him his beer, right? <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is funny. awesome. That is fantastic. <laughs> uh, I know you're busy uh, with services and everything uh, today and tomorrow, but I appreciate the time. Yeah. Um, is the muse- uh, museum back open full-time now? So it is open. It is not open full time. Normally we're open Wednesday through Sunday. We are now currently open Friday through Sunday from noon to five. You just have to buy your uh, tickets online ahead of time. We have extended our uh, exhibit commemorating the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues through March. So people can come and see that. It's it's a really, really cool exhibit. Anybody in the tri-state area, I'm telling you, it is worth a trip to the museum, not only to see the Negro Leagues exhibits, but to see all the other cool stuff that, um, that we have. And I think that they'll be kind of reevaluating as we get through the fall and flu season and whatnot, seeing where COVID takes us um, as far as more uh, hours are concerned. But like I said, right now, Friday through Sunday. Well, I appreciate the time and the, the great stories and uh, my condolences again, um, like I texted you the other day, but I appreciate the time on short notice and uh, uh, yeah. enjoy and the I fall. Would just, 
I would just say real quickly to folks, we're losing so many of these guys. And if you're a baseball fan, I know your kids probably love Aaron, uh, Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez and Mike Trout, but teach them about these old guys. Let's not, let's not forget them. Let's let the, the younger generation know what came before because without these guys, there is no Aaron Judge and, and, and Mike Trout. These guys really paved the way, and, and the kids should know that. Oh, that is um, fantastic, and uh, another reason why you're you're the best. Um, old, <laughs> the old baseball. I mean, seriously. I mean, you think of Joe Morgan. Everybody this generation thinks of him as a as a broadcaster, but mm-hmm. I remember, you know, the arm flap. I mean, that the big red machine. This was big Joe red Morgan, machine, man. Yeah. Joe um, Morgan's probably the best second baseman in the history of of the of the game. You know, yeah. so you gotta look at those stats. It's back to back. I posted something about Joe today. He was a back-to-back MVP winner. My grandfather was a back-to-back MVP winner, and I think there's only about 13 of them in baseball history. That's wow. like, man, I was so good last year, and you know what? I am so good this year, too. Exactly. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, it is. It is, for sure. Um, yeah. Take care, and uh, stay safe out there again, and uh, thanks again, and we'll talk to you uh, soon, hopefully. Great. Thanks so much, Jason. Lindsay Barrett joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, and I, we have her. I mean, it's. A, I mean, we talk local sports and statewide sports, but I mean that's the passing of a legend. And and today with Joe Morgan passing away, I mean to get the thoughts of someone who knew like Whitey Ford, who knew Don Lars. I mean, she was the insight, and like we talked about, can you imagine being listening to some of those stories? And we didn't even talk Mickey Mantle, right? I mean. I saw a thing today, um, here's just baseball, just baseball. Uh, Biff Poracoba, Claudel Washington, Jimmy Wynn, Bob Watson, Jay Johnstone, Don Larson, Glenn Beckert, Ed Farmer, Tony Fernandez, and then the Hall of Famers, Tom Seaver, Al Kaline, Lou Brock, Bob Gibson, Whitey Ford, Joe Morgan. And just since Seaver passed away, what, a month ago? I mean, all those have passed away just in the last month. And I get it. They're, they're, they were old. But we're like Lindsay Barra said, we're losing them, man, and it sucks. Uh, all right, quick break. When we come back, we're going to chat with Jordy Hansen and get his thoughts on the weekend. There were some big games across the state. And we'll talk to Jordy next, Jason Walker Show. Coming right back, Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. 
An auto concept lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rockers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rockers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rockers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. And uh, we told you, big show, and we're not even a, a, we're just a third of the way through it. Let's talk to Lindsay Berra, Yogi's granddaughter, about uh, Whitey Ford and some great stories. If you miss anything, you can go to jasonwalkershow.com. Sam Acho is coming up, former NFL linebacker, played with uh, Tampa. I think uh, Arizona, the Bears, Philly. Uh, he's got a new book out, and we're going to talk to him coming up here in a few minutes. But uh, it is time to bring in the main man of the uh, show on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. I mean, we can anybody can talk to you know about Whitey Ford or about you know NFL guys, but nobody has Jordan Hansen like we do each and every Monday on the Jason Walker Show. How are you? Good. I guess I'm just an exclusive guest at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I like that for one, but um, um, we we were just talking, and I was telling we just talked to Lindsey Barrow, but all the baseball players that have passed away this year started on January first with Don Larson, the the only guy to throw a perfect game. But then you know Tom Seaver and Al Kaline and Lou Brock, and um, I mean the list goes on and on, and it's just it's kind of sad. Bob Gibson, it's kind of sad. Yeah, and it's just you know it's. It gets you started thinking, well, shoot, who's next? I mean, I was just looking up a list, and there's, like, I think this year there's, like, 50 or so former, uh, like, major leaguers that, you know, had more than one year's service that uh, um, that that passed away this year. And it's, 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 it's crazy to think about. And there's, and there's a lot of big names, you know, like like you were kind of saying, Bob Gibson especially being one. And sad, man. Yep, it definitely is. Uh, what's not sad though is there was some great performances over the weekend. Um, let's start Big Fork Polson and Cormac Ben. I mean, I don't know how you get up the next morning after rushing 38 times. Uh, and and, and I, honestly, when when I saw that when I saw that box score come across um, on Friday night, I, it took me a second to believe it, and I, especially the part where Big Fork attempted three passes, completing one for zero yards. I, I just I, I've never. I, it's, at least it's been a while since I've seen a box score where there's 67 rushing attempts and three passing attempts. I, I mean, I guess it, I guess an army box score. I was just going to say army, or, yeah. but like I, I mean, it, it was impressive. And I was I was talking to head coach Jim Ben prior um, to, to the week actually because we were just kind of chatting about kind of how the game um, against the against Polson even even came about. And uh, it was pretty funny. He's like, yeah, you know, whenever. You know, two contrasting styles because obviously Colson um, with uh, Jared Wilson, you know, passes the ball quite a bit. 
Um, but he's, he's like, you know, whenever you come up with, you know, two different, you know, styles of play like that, you're, you're going to be bound to a good game. And, and he wasn't kidding. I mean, 94 combined points is, uh, is pretty, is pretty impressive at an 11 man and 11 man level. So. So I had it wrong. I, I I didn't think they even attempted a pass, but they they tried three passes. Yeah, Patrick Wallen Wallen is, is kind of been their quarterback. Cormac uh, Cormac kind of lined up as their quarterback too sometimes because they kind of have a wildcat thing kind of going on too. Right. But um, but yeah, Pat, Patrick Wallen did did complete three passes. Um, not sure when those passes happened, but apparently apparently they did. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the stat keepers for the big sports word for it. First three plays of the game, and then they're like, screw it, it's not working, we're just running the ball from now on. Right, and, 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 it's, just, <laughs> it's, and it's wild, too, because um, Levi Taylor, one of their other backs, is, um, you know, rushed 20 times for 271 yards. So, so you have a back going 38-381-5, and another back going 20-271-2. I mean, it's just, it's wow. just kind of unbelievable to, to, to even think about it. Jordan Hansen, hey, yes, sir. Jason Walker show. All right, what else stood out? Um, shoot, I, I was just, I was just kind of looking too, and um, you know, uh, Flint Creek got another huge win. Flint Creek and Thompson Falls both, you know, got huge wins. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a tragedy that those two teams haven't played each other yet. Um, granted, Troy, you know, is, is the team that uh, gave up Victor's first win in you know three years or whatever it was, but or sixteen games. But, you know, I, I think those two teams are, are on a collision course. Um, you know, Bridger got another big win. I was just, uh, Park City actually got a really big win, yep. um, as well. And I mean, that puts kind of them in the, in the driver's seat for, 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 for their conference. So, um, you know, it was, it was kind of a weekend, I think, where a lot of the, a lot of the teams that really needed some wins and really needed to, um, you know, kind of stake their claim at the top of their conference. Got those, got those wins that they needed. I mean, you know, Fort Benton rolls, and I think Jake Thompson just uh, announced that he was signing with Montana Tech. Yep, saw that. Um, you know, Scobie um, was off this week, but you know, Mondak got another big win. Um, you know, Florence got a big win. You know, so it, it, it's just you know some of these, some of these races, and, and, and Malta beating Glasgow as well. I thought mm-hmm. that was another big one that's gonna um, have you know reverberations um, with the rest of Class B and the in the north there, so um, and, and the kind of puts Malta in the in the driver's seat for for for, for, for that playoff seat as well, and, and you know getting a getting a top overall seed and B is always you know so important to have that advantage. So um, just just some things starting to clear up here as you know we as we get to, as we get to the latter stages of the season. So I guess what what what, what kind of stood out to you? Well, it was just, I mean, the same type of thing, and you look at, you know, the AA kind of going expected. The CMR kind of surprised me, though. They scored 42 points in the second half to beat Gallatin, um, which is big. Uh, you brought up the uh, um, Park City, and they were down to, jo- uh, to Joliet, what, 14 points at half or 16, and come back and get the win. And when they scored two touchdowns in the final three minutes to get the victory. I mean that's yeah, and now now that you're getting close to playoff time, we're starting to see playoff teams really, you know. And Jolly Ed's going to be in the playoffs, obviously. But this is one of those right. one of those games there. I think that you know Park City's proved itself, and they sit on top of the division right now. Definitely, definitely, and you know, I it's just it's just interesting to me too to see to see some of these teams get these, um, you know, just kind of just kind of start to find, you know, especially their their passing offense coming you know later in the season and. Um, I, I think you've seen that at a couple of different schools because just, you know, over the summer, I, I think some things were kind of hard to put in. And I usually think the, you know, your running offense will be, you know, in before your, 
before you pass in the offense. I, just, I, I think you start to see some coaches open up the playbook a little bit and just, you know, with, you know, all the uncertainty and stuff, not knowing, um, you know, how things are going to go forward. I, I think they're just kind of um, just, you know, kind of messing around with it a little bit too. And I think I thought, <laughs> thought that was something on how I'm a little bit different tangent, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that was kind of my take. Um, one of the other big games too, I think Helena Capital um, pretty much um, got themselves a playoff spot. Uh, with a big win over uh, Missoula Big Sky, where um, you know Big Sky had some chances in the second half there to um, win the game, honestly, and they and they just couldn't quite take advantage. But um, that'll be that'll be interesting to see how the rest of the, the rest of the Double A bracket on the on the bottom side of the West, especially, will will kind of shake out as well. And obviously, I think the next couple of weeks you'll be able, you'll start to obviously you know really see the the, the seeding you know work itself out. I think so, too. And, I mean, the big surprise to me wasn't necessarily Helena High beating Glacier, but they beat them by 20 points. And I know Helena High's got a great defense, but they shut down JT Allen and Jake Rendina, and that's something nobody's been able to do this year, and Helena High did it. Yeah, and that game against Sentinel this weekend is going to be quite quite the game, I think. Yeah, I mean, monster. You, you, you have, you know, and, and, it, and it's funny because Dane's pretty much put everything, all their – you know, trick plays and stuff on film already. I mean, they've done a double pass this year. They've done um, some really interesting things in motion. They've had um, Camden Sermon do a lot of different things with the ball. And, and it's just, it's so impressive to me with them too, is that, you know, the, what's the old bad is that if you have two, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Right. Well, I mean, Sentinels through five games, I mean, uh, Dayton Bays and Camden Sermon's uh, passing stats are just about the same, and um, Camden um, definitely doesn't hesitate to tuck the ball a little bit. So, you know, seeing how the those Helena linebackers um, in the in the Helena secondary will be able to to see what kind of packages they come up with, to see if, you know what on the defensive line, what kind of stunts they're going to run, um, stuff like that. It'll be it'll be it'll be an interesting chess match, um, you know, between those two coaching staffs, and I know they I know they think you know very highly of each other and. Um, you know, and, and both of them are obviously going to be in the playoffs, but um, I, I really do think this is a this is a year where you want the where you want that number one seed. Um, and I this this to me, I will be the game for the number one seed because I don't see either one of those teams losing to anybody else this year, especially with you know how how Helena um, was was able to handle Glacier. So. No, and like I said, that was my biggest surprise. Honestly, was not that Helena High won, but in the matter that they did it. Um, interesting stuff. Hey, before we give our polls um, and other games for the week, soccer gets started this week. The AA playoffs, and uh, they start tomorrow, um, at least, well, the Western AA. And I saw those uh, matchups, and pretty interesting on both the boys' and the girls' sides. Definitely. I mean, I, it'll be really interesting to see how um, Helena comes about, um, you know, what they, what they you know, can, can, can put together. Um, just some great, some great soccer teams this year. Honestly, I think that's um, and, and in the in the BA level as well. But um, you know, the Hellgate boys, you know, they've they've you know been on their same stretch they have been for the past couple of years. Um, they're good. Um, I had a chance to watch them once this year, I think, and you know, was just continually impressed with the job that Jay Anderson's done with them. Um, a, a fun one will be um, on, on back going to the girls' side. Sentinel and Big Sky um, will play in the three six game. And that's a rematch of uh, Crosstown two weeks ago where they had a 2 2 tie. And, um, you know, and uh, I think the other thing, too, kind of going back to the boys, um, Helena, you know, being able to, um, you know, get that uh, late uh, tying goal against mm-hmm. Sentinel to, um, you know, be able to push them into into that four spot. 
um, where they'll, they'll have a cross town of their own against Castle. So, um, you know, I, I think I think in the long run that'll be a pretty important goal. And for Sentinel, I mean, that's just kind of a kind of a you know tough thing. But it, it it's also nice to see Butte not being in eight. You know, that that program, both the boys and girls side, um, has come a long ways. Um, this year, and and that's and that and, and that's fun to see for them too, because I know that's a town that does actually like its soccer, and mm-hmm. um, you know, having a having a good team like that um, is, is definitely important to part of that school. So, um, yeah, and I, I'm just continually impressed with you know what you know Galatin's done as well. You know, this first year between football, um, you know, golf, you know, whatever. I mean, I know there's obviously some talented athletes coming over there, but just to see them be competitive. Um, in a way that, not to take anything away from Belgrade, but in a way that Belgrade wasn't, right. um, it, it's just it's just very impressive. Um, so, and I know there's some different circumstances go there, and that you know Belgrade's obviously a small school comparatively to um, some of the other the other AA squads, but it, it's just it's just nice to see that um, that aspect of you know kind of reorganizing, adding another school, and you know making the AA you know just have a few more teams with a little more competition. I think. Um, it's cool to see how, how that's worked out, whether it's soccer, like I was saying, any, any other sport. Jordy Hansen, our guest here, Jason Walker show. All right. So the, we didn't even talk about the Eastern double A on soccer or the A. I mean, it's got to be Laurel or Billing Central on the girl side and then probably Whitefish or maybe on the boys side. White, that, that Whitefish boys team is good. Um, and the, and the Columbia Falls team is solid. Uh, there's a the big four team solid, but. Um, it, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna run through Whitefish. I mean, that that team has oodles of talent, and and they have looked very good this year. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I can't, I can't quite speak is is uh, authoritatively on the on the Eastern A side, but you know, <laughs> Billing Billing Central and Laurel, I mean, they've been in class um, of of that division yep. for the last couple of years, and um, you know, it's 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 no secret that they'll be in that. They'll be in there at the end. I think it'll be those two in the title game. And, you know, as, as good as Polson girls have been this year, um, I mean, Billing Central and Laurel, it's just that's, I mean, that's it. It's just them two, I think, in the, in the, in the Eastern uh, A, so for girls. Um, all right, big games this weekend. We already talked about the Hell in a High Sentinel game. Um, but what else are you looking at as far as big ones, big matchups on, uh, on the forefront? Uh, there, I, I guess there was, really wasn't a ton that, you know, I, I, I was completely looking at, um, yet, uh, still trying to figure out where, uh, exactly will be, um, this weekend, but, you know, assuming that things don't, you know, get, get shut down as well, but, uh, you know, the two, uh, council schools will, um, face off a battle for the, almost the quite bottom there, but, um, that'll be, you know, one to, one to see Fairfield and Malta, uh, play this Friday. Um, Florence, you know, gets another crack or gets a crack at uh, Missoula, um, which I know is big around here, but probably not for anywhere else. Uh, Miles City and Billing Central, um, obviously that's one we'll all be be looking at. Um, you know, Hellgate and Capital will play, and uh, Hellgate's looking for a win there. Um, Hamilton and Libby. It seems like every week Hamilton's played a played a tough opponent this year. Um, well, that so Western is pretty good. Seriously, it really, it, it really is. But, but I mean, it, it's always the thing where I won't say get exposed, but I, I still do think that the Eastern A has been, you know, a, a step above. And I mean, you've seen that when 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 Miles City's, you know, won their won their titles and stuff. I, I do still think that the East, um, you know, with the with the power being, you know, obviously the Billing Central, um, Laurel and Miles City, I, I still do think, you know, the, those teams have, 
you know, maybe still a little bit of a, a one-off. And um, I, I would think that the last one that I'm kind of looking at is Townsend, Manhattan. Yep. Um, it's, a chance, it's a chance for Townsend to, uh, you know, stake a claim that, you know, they're, that they're here, whether they win or, um, you know, take a close loss or something. I, I think that that's the team. I think that game will tell us everything we need to know, whether, you know, Townsend's a, a legitimate uh, contender down the, down the line or not. So. Definitely. All right. Let's, uh, let's give our top five each power poll. Uh, we vote and uh, we'll start in the double A. I have a feeling it's probably going to be pretty similar, but uh, Sentinel, Helena, West, Senior, Bozeman. A little bit different, actually. Really? Um Sentinel, West, Helena, Bozeman, and Glacier, and I, the 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 edge being there that I, I really do think that West maybe has a little bit better win with a with a with the senior win than Helena, um, and not to take away you know anything from Helena from what they've done already. I, I just and, and 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 the interest of fairness as well. I I, I think that the that the East is there's a little bit of representation there, and I I do think that West um, is a team that is going to be able to hurt Sentinel if um, that that does come to pass. All right. So interesting, a double A there. I, I mean, I didn't want to drop Glacier all the way out, but, I mean, they lost by 20, and I get it, you know, but they were undefeated. And so I just dropped them out of them. If you've put them in a tie for – I could actually go Bozeman for senior Glacier slash – or tied for fifth. How's that? Yeah. No, and, and, and you could definitely make the argument that – Sentinel West and Helena could all be the the number one team, more so Helena or Sentinel. But um, or, but I really you you can make it, you can make an argument for any, any three of those teams right. in any order. Honestly, all right, Mile City uh, <clears throat> in the A, Mile City, Hamilton. I know those are reversed for you, but Billing Central, Dillon, Columbia Falls. That's good. That, that, that's a good one. Um, I, I did put uh, Hamilton, Mile City, uh, Billing Central, uh, Dillon, uh, Laurel, and then as a Plus one, I, I have Frenchtown on there. Um, and Sea Falls, you could definitely put a tie um, for, for fifth there as well, um, or sixth. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I was I was kind of impressed with kind of how Frenchtown's rebounded a little bit um, the last the last couple of weeks. And I do still think that they have some, some pretty talented skill players in their outside, especially in a quarterback um, down there, too, that um, knows, what he's, knows what he's doing. So his okay. name's escaping me, but, but he's okay. a good quarterback. Um, class B, I'll let you go first. <laughs> Uh, Manhattan, uh, Fairfield, Malta, Lawrence, uh, Townsend, and yeah, that'd be five. So I have Manhattan, Malta, Florence, Carlton, Townsend, and then Fairfield, Glasgow, tied for fifth. Yeah, and and, and I think I think it'd be I think it'd be fair to put uh, Malta over Fairfield there. Um, I just you know just kind of had them up there this year, and I haven't necessarily had a chance to. Uh, Drop them down yet, but and, and and the other thing with Malta too is you know once they you know had a couple of games that they didn't you know play it's a little bit hard to um, you know kind of slot them in and, and, and that but um, yeah I like it I like it uh, eight man Fort Benton Thompson Falls Drummond Phillipsburg Park City and then Westby Granora yeah I I, I can I, I can I can roll with that um, mine's Fort Benton uh, Thompson Falls. Uh, Flint Creek, Park City, and then um, I still have Scobie stuck in there. Okay. Well, you can put Scobie or Fairview in there. I mean, that eastern side of the – I mean, Ecolac is 4-2. I mean, there's, it's amazing that east in the eight-man. Holy cow. And then – Yeah, and 
You could also throw in, sorry, but Belt. I mean, Belt's still 3-1 and one in conference play and 4-1 and one overall. Um, Shelby, Chinook, both teams 4-1. and one. Um, Joliet, 4-1, and one, and despite the loss to Park City, it was close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's, what I'm, that's what I'm kind of saying when, you know, there, there's just so many places that, you know, you, that, you know just haven't, you know, completely organized itself out yet. And I, I think that's one of the things that, you know, with not having as many, you know, non-conference games, it's kind of a tough, it's kind of tough to get a handle on, on, on some of these teams when talking about them in a, in, in a statewide context, too, just because, you know, they don't have those, like, okay, yeah, this team's played this team who also played this team, you know, and then you can you can kind of plot right. some stuff. And uh, it, it's just it, 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 always interesting to me how those how those things kind of work out. But, as good as the East is? I mean, the West, Thompson Falls, John Phillipsburg, Charlotte. Charlotte has one loss. That's 17-1 and one in the conference combined between those three in the West. I mean, eight-man might be the toughest division this year. It really might. Yeah. Well, and then and then you you have a fairly decent Clark Fork and Mission team too. That, I mean, yeah. both deserve both deserve a playoff spot as well. And it'll be interesting <laughs> to see you know kind of how that how that plays out. And you know, St. Iggy's got a great quarterback, and um, you know, even even in our league team, that I didn't really, I don't think really, you know, we thought much about it. And they and, and they just got and they got you know spanked by Clark Fork earlier. But I mean, even that even that team has some some solid talent. On it. I mean, you know, it, it's just it, it's just it's, crazy to me that you know this is the year where you know all of this is happening because you know in, in another year this would probably be the the one of the best you know years of high school football and you know maybe even college football depending right. um that, that that i that i would have experienced stepping out here so all right anyway, I'll, give, I'll give you the go ahead on six man yeah i'll stop rambling um <laughs> yeah. Big Sandy, Shield Valley, Ford Lake, uh, White Sulphur, uh, Savage, and then I have Mondak at um, six. Well, Mondak's in the eight man. They're yeah, your, no, they're I your just, five. I, I I just I just realized that. Okay. <laughs> just, just, just they were six. I like it. Trying to destroy, just trying to destroy all my credibility. Today, so. <laughs> Don't worry, nobody listens to the show anyway. Um, I got Big Sandy, Shields Valley, Freud Lake, White Sulphur Springs, and then Hobson Moore, Judith Gap. I buy it. I buy it. I'm not selling it. I buy it. Um, you know, you could throw hot springs in there, but and I mean, look, if they didn't have to play Thursday, they might have beaten White Sulphur, but you can't play football two games in in 45 hours. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, that that was definitely not even a surprise, but like just like a shock. I I couldn't believe that that they went through that. I you know I, I don't know. I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I just, I don't know about that one. I mean, play a Tuesday or Wednesday and then Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Instead of Thursday. Maybe it's just yeah. me, though, being ridiculous. But anyway. No, it just doesn't seem safe. And yep. um, I, I, I did want to shout Bridger out again because, you know, they've, they've put together two really good wins. Um, you know, the shutout 70 to 0 this week and a, a big one last week, too, to be there at. Yep. Uh, one as well, and um, yeah, there's 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 a good argument for for a lot of these teams. I mean, Harlequin's four and one as well. Um, you know, Powers three and one. You know, I know there's so many good. There's just this is like you said, this is a great year for football, and unfortunately, we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic. Yeah, but hey, what do uh, we know? We're just sports guys, right? 
Yeah. Well, and I can't even I, I can't even tell you which which division Mon in. So you know what? <laughs> hey, I had to say it. I couldn't let you just you know. No, I'm I'm glad and I'm glad you did too. Don't 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 let me off the hook. Okay. Um, hey, I wish for better things over there for you, um, where you work and everything. Um, I hope everything's going to be okay over there. So uh, I just uh, that's I'll say that. How's that? Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And shout out to Gwen. I mean, excellent, excellent ESC. And I, I learned I learned a lot from her. And I've been very blessed um, since coming to Montana with the with the editors and stuff that I've worked with. They've all been very fair, um, very smart. Um, and all made me uh, become a not only a better writer, but a better reporter and a better person, a better journalist. No, um, that's, so. that's well said about Gwen, for sure. Um, all right, man. Um, stay safe. Enjoy the football this weekend and the soccer and the volleyball, and uh, we'll uh, talk on Monday. Yeah, it, it, it's fun that it's starting to come down to a little bit more championship season and stuff like that, so. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So we're we're this close, there. Jordy. Let's get to the championship season. I know. I know. I know. That's we're this I close. All right, man. All right. I'll, uh, I'll chat with you uh, on the text probably and through the Twitter, and we'll uh, talk on the air Monday. Sounds good, brother. All right. That is Jordy Hansen joining us. You can follow him at Jordy Hansen, Jordan Hansen on the, the Twitter. Um, great, great insight. Just a great dude. And love having him on every Monday. Um, to, to recap the weekend. So there you go. And we're not done yet. That's two-thirds. We have another segment coming up. And Sam Acho will join us. He played at the University of Texas, and he's got a great story, and he's got a great book that it comes out tomorrow, and it talks about not worrying about what others think of you. And it's very interesting. And we'll talk to Sam next, coming up here on the Jason Walker Show. Uh, we are presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Jason Walker here, and I want to tell you about a great place that's going to make you feel better in just an hour. Ocean Spirit Massage. From deep tissue to hot stone and more, Ocean Spirit Massage will get your sore, tired muscles feeling like new. Whether you overdid it working out, hiking the hills, playing golf, whatever it is, or even if you're pregnant, you will walk away feeling better than you have in years. Book now for yourself or make it a couple's massage. And gift certificates are always available as well. Visit OceanSpiritMassage.com or call 417-0542. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? 
Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. MarkLaRoePhotography.com Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Final segment on a Monday, Jason Walker Show. Inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, we are presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana Law says it's your vehicle, and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Great sponsors. I mean, Mark LaRoe Photography, Rutgers Furniture, our segment sponsors, Mike Miller State Farm, Auto Contest, Major Mortgage, Cafe Zydeco, Dinner's Done Right, Ocean Spirit Massage, many, many more. Go to JasonWalkerShow.com, visit our sponsor page, and check out uh, their pages. On this day in history still to come, we're going to hand out the Auto Contest Performance of the Week and uh, a couple of birthdays to celebrate as well. And we want to continue um, our big show. And uh, I had a chance to catch up with former NFL linebacker and current uh, book author Sam Acho. He played at the University of Texas and uh, was drafted by uh, Arizona, spent some time with the, the uh, Bears, the uh, Eagles, and I think Tampa. Um, but he joins us now here on the Jason Walker Show on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. First off, man, I appreciate you being able to uh, to join us. This is really cool, and uh, uh, I was reading some of uh, the highlights of this book, and I'm really anxious to read this. And, and let me get your thoughts first, Sam, about Dak Prescott, because he kind of, you know, he came out, spoke about depression, and then, of course, yesterday's bad injury. But um, what's your thoughts on, on Dak? Absolutely. Well, it's funny, he has a compound fracture in his leg. In 2013, I actually broke my fibula. Uh, so it wasn't a compound fracture, but uh, it was week four of the season, right? A similar time. Uh, broke my fibula out for the season. And so, uh, number one, obviously, it's not about me, it's about Dak. Um, he's strong. He's strong at the end of the day. Like, he, it takes courage. And it's a little bit about what the book's about, but it takes courage to be open and honest and vulnerable about your emotions and about something that everyone is going through, right? I don't know what the stats are, but maybe it's 40%. I don't want to put out a, the wrong number, but our percentage of Americans battle with mental health and depression and all these things. And and so he's strong, he's courageous, he's a fighter, and he's going to be okay. God's got bigger bigger plans in store for him. Sam Acho, our guest here, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. And one thing about your book, Sam, that I was in, uh, impressed with uh, some of the highlights, um, you went back and got your MBA while you were in the NFL, and then – you didn't tell anybody because you were uh, uh, what, afraid that people, um, what, what they might think about that, because that's not normal for an NFL player. Absolutely, yeah. So I, in college, I went to the University of Texas. I won this award called the Campbell Trophy. It's the Academic Heisman Trophy. I was named one of the top 20 smartest athletes in all of sports. 
Uh, I mean, it was, you know, I, I, but for whatever reason, I didn't know that was going to fit within an NFL locker room. And so when I got to the NFL, I tried to put all that away, put all that behind me and not let people know that's who I am or what I care about. I can recite Shakespeare. I can tell you pie to the 14th decimal. Like, it's the stuff that I like doing. And for whatever reason, I was ashamed of that. And so when I got to the NFL, I, I remember I had this postgraduate. I won this award, and it came with a $25,000 postgraduate scholarship that expired with its year. So I, watched, I didn't want to waste the money. And so <laughs> after my first year, I said, okay, let me go back and get my MBA. And I got it from uh, the, the number one international business MBA in the world. And I got it while I was playing I did it in the offseason. And interestingly enough, I did that, but I didn't tell any of my teammates because I didn't think it would fit. I didn't tell any coaches because I didn't want them to – I uh, think I wasn't a football guy, I didn't, and I didn't even tell any of our general managers or scouts or anybody there that I didn't want them to go and find somebody else. And so I was ashamed. I thought that if, I, if people saw me, that they wouldn't accept me. But I didn't realize that when people saw me, the real me, whether it's intelligent, smart guy, or whether it's uh, emotional, right? I'm super sensitive, talking about Dak and all the things. Like going through some of the stuff you talked about, we talked about in the book as well, right? Some of these ups and downs, like pressure and all the things. Um, I thought people wouldn't accept that, but similar to, to, to Dak and a lot of people, um, Kevin Love, et cetera, when you show people you, uh, God gets the glory, number one. Number two, the people around you benefit from that, number two. And number three, the world around you thrives. And that's what I realized. When I started telling people about who I am and the things I care about, things I love, they said, oh, wow, let me tell you about what I care about and love as well. It was like a, a mutually beneficial relationship. The book is called Let the World See You. And what's interesting, too, is Sam Ocho joining us. Um, it, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of with depression, and I'm going to relate it to depression and suicide because it's big right now. But the world needs your gifts, and that's a lot of what we're saying to people is, look, we need you in this world. And I think this is a big-time book now for just everything instead of um, – you know, normal things, but this is a big deal for those de- battling. Like, And I go back to depression. I've been battling it for the last 18 months or so. Um, but I think this is a big deal, and the world needs your gifts. It, it, it's a great line. No, absolutely. And that's how I'm excited to get this book into, uh, really even into your hands, right? Because I'm like, I wrote this book for people who, like me, are going through something. Like, that's what this book is for. People ask me, what was the motivation to write this book? Had it been a plan? Man, I was going through a lot. I was going through a lot. And I felt, I felt like in a lot of ways, um, imagine an orange, right, that's been sliced down the middle, and he's got, like, all this flesh on the inside. And I feel like this book was just squeezed and wrenched out of me. That's really how I felt this book come out. And so this book isn't, uh, you know, just like, oh, yeah, let me write a book and see what happens. No, this book is like my heart on a page. It's for anybody, everybody who's gone through, whether it's, um, suicidal thoughts, depression, uh, any ups or any downs, loss of loved ones, right? That's how the book starts, a loss of loved ones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, it, and it, 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 but, but it's a book that will encourage you and remind you that freedom is, in fact, on the other side. How do I know? Because I've been there. I've been there. I've been on, I've been on, I've seen the bad, I've also seen the good. I've seen the ups, I've seen the downs. There is freedom on the other side. So I can't wait for you and anybody who's listening um, to get a chance, go to samachobook.com, S-A-M-A-C-H-O-book.com, or get it anywhere books are sold. It's uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, anywhere books are sold. 
It's called Let the World See You, because I believe that once you get to the other side of this book, you'll realize two things. Number one, the freedom that comes from being you, right? That's kind of a theme. The main theme of this book, and I can't wait till you crack it open, um, the main theme of this book is that you are worth getting to know. I like that. Sam Ocho, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show, former NFL linebacker, currently an author, uh, Let the World See You, uh, How to Be Real in a World of Fakes. That's the sub-title, um, uh, and and there is a world of fakes. And, and what did you learn from your playing days about that to where you can you translated it into this book? Absolutely. Well, Jason, I, I remember walking in the locker rooms and you got friends, teammates, right? And, and you know, I'll tell you the locker room, use it for work or for home or whatever. And you walk by somebody and it's like, Hey man, how are you doing? And it's like, they don't even care if you care how I'm actually doing. Or you're just saying that just to say that. Right? right. Hey, what's up? And I, sometimes I wouldn't even respond. So I'm like, oh, you're not even looking at me. If you're saying, what's up? Do you really care how I'm doing? And like, everybody just goes through, well, that's the thing to do. Let me just say, what's up? How you doing? Or let me post this tweet. We post this picture of things looking great. Or look at all my followers. Look at this great quote I have. Look at how great life is. Right? I'm not sitting here saying share with everyone all the bad things that ever been, but life's about ups and downs, good and bad. There need to be people in your life who can share with some of the good and off the bad. I call it my board of directors, right? I have about five people. Uh, my wife is one of them. My dad is one of them and three close friends that are my board of directors. And I tell them all everything, whether good or bad or ugly, I share with them because I realize if I keep it to myself, I cannot handle it. I wasn't meant to do it alone. None of us were. Mm. We're meant to do it together, to do life together, ups, downs, good and bad, to let the world see us. Um, that's how we were created. Sam Acho, our guest here, Jason Walker show. Um, is the hospital built in Nigeria? Because I know that's a, been a, a big part of, of your life as well. Absolutely, yeah. For people who don't know, my parents started a nonprofit about 30 years ago called Living Hope Christian Ministries. We do medical mission work in Nigeria, bring doctors, nurses, surgeons, et cetera. Well, about seven or so years ago, really five years ago or so, we had a dream of building a medical center in Nigeria. And by God's grace, we opened up the medical center. So now it's open, it's up, it's running. And interestingly enough, the way that it got built is actually in the book. There's a chapter called Bear Down, which I can't wait to people read it. Uh, it really was a miracle how that hospital got built. So it was a dream that turned into a reality. That's awesome, man. Um, and, and I know, like you said, it was a longtime dream that got fulfilled and and uh, and very cool. Uh, quick final question for you. Is Texas back? <laughs> Are you tired of hearing that yet? I, I, I can't even answer that because I remember a couple years ago, uh, our quarterback made that statement. And uh, the coach wasn't happy with him. And so I don't think so. I'll put it this way: uh, time will tell. We got some talent, but I think we gotta we gotta uh, find a way to to kind of come together as a team. Uh, absolutely, uh, NFL linebacker, author Sam Acho, our guest here. The book again is called. Um, let the world see you how to be real in a world of fakes and uh, you can get it samachobook.com it comes out tomorrow tuesday and uh, sam we appreciate the time uh continued success and uh, congratulations on this book absolutely thank you so much jason sam Acho joining us uh, mike miller state farm hotline get the book it's going to be a great read and uh, i've seen parts of it and read parts of it it's um if it, it's just in this time, in 2020, it, it's what a lot of people need to read right now. Let the world see you, how to be real in a world of uh, fakes. So 
you can get it. All right. Uh, Auto Contest Performance of the Week. And we had some great, we had some great nominees this week. But I got to go with, with Cormac Ben, man. 38 rushes, 381 yards, and five touchdowns. Big Fork won a shootout over Class A Polson 54 to 40. And you heard Jordy Hansen talk about it. The Vikings had 664 rushing yards, no passing yards. They only attempted three passes, ran 67 times for 600. That's almost 10 yards a carry, by the way. And Cormac had a teammate who's not even listed that had over 270 yards rushing. So there's your auto concepts uh, performance of the week. All right. Uh, On this date, it is uh, October the 12th. It is Columbus Day. It is National Kick Butt Day, National Online Bank Day, Native American Day, uh, Farmer's Day, Free Thought Day, Gumbo Day, Savings Day, and Vermont Day. On this date in 1853, John Morrissey won the boxing title. Yankee Sullivan would leave the ring after the 36th round to beat up Morrissey's fans. So Morrissey gets the boxing title. 1968, uh, the Summer Olympics opened up in Mexico City. It was the first Olympics in Latin America. 1979, a couple of debuts. Well, Chris Ford of the Boston Celtics hit the first three-pointer in NBA history. The game also marked the debut of uh, Boston rookie Larry Bird. 1979 as well. Magic Johnson makes his debut for the Lakers. Lakers would win over the San Diego Clippers. 103-102. Magic and Bird. That was the best era of NBA basketball, the 80s, early 90s. Uh, yeah, L.A. won last night. I'm a Lakers fan, but yay. You know, LeBron begging for respect. I want my damn respect. Dude, go away. Uh, 1989 on this date, Herschel Walker was traded from the Dallas Cowboys to the Minnesota Vikings. Five players, six future draft picks came out of it. Eleven players for one. Emmett Smith, Russell Maryland, uh, Darren Woodson, just some of those that were drafted by Dallas after that. On this date in 1991, boxer Hector Camacho was arrested for driving. He was not alone. He had a friend with him who was, let's just say, Couldn't see what, where, where the road was. Macho Camacho was driving. Um, someone else was running the stick. 1910, happy birthday, Bob Shepard, the legendary announcer for the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. I mean, you think of some of the guys that he announced. He was 100 when he died, uh, 99. Bob Shepard. And he, he recorded... Jeter's now batting Derek Jeter, number two, Derek Jeter, or number two, Derek Jeter, number two. Uh, Anyway, Lane Frost was born on this date in 1963, the bull rider. Nancy Kerrigan, born on this date in 1969. Marion Jones, the drug cheat, five forfeited Olympic medals, born on this date in 1975. Bodie Miller, born on this date in 1977. Uh, John Denver died on this date in 1997 in a plane crash in uh, California, well, in the Pacific. 1999, Wilt Chamberlain passed away. 2003, Bill Schumacher died. 
the uh, 8,833 career victories, won the Kentucky Derby in 1955, 1959, 1965, and then again in 1986. He was 72 uh, when he passed away. Uh, we mentioned a couple of birthdays. Uh, Danny Sprinkle, Montana State coach, his birthday today. Match Burnham, former Carroll standout, his birthday today. In, in fact, his sister, Maisie, celebrated a birthday yesterday. She'll be a star out at Eastern Washington. And one other birthday to celebrate today. It is my grandmother's birthday, uh, born in 1937 in uh, North Dakota. But my grandma Donna, born on this date, she passed away in 2000. And uh, next to her is my grandpa, who was like John Wayne to me, who was, uh, he was born in March. But uh, it's grandma's birthday today, so I thought I'd celebrate uh, grandma's birthday today, too. We miss her. Um, let's see. What else? Oh, with the walk-off. I wanted to get to this real quick. Why am I on that page? Let's do this instead. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Alright, so uh, Frontier Conference preseason polls were released today. Basketball. And we're hoping to have a season. Most teams are playing conference only. A couple of uh, teams are going to play four or five non-conference games. Uh, women's basketball coaches, remember, there are only six teams now in the frontier after LC State left for the Cascade. Playoff uh, champ University of Providence was picked to finish second on the women's side. Regular season champ Carroll College is picked to win the league title. Uh, MSU Northern Rocky Mountain College tied for third. Western fifth and then Tech in last. On the men's side, so Carroll received three first-place votes, by the way. Providence won on the women's side. On the men's side, four first-place votes go to the University of Providence, two for Carroll College, and Providence, under Steve Keller, by with 23 overall points, picked to win the Frontier. Carroll College and Kurt Paulson, 22 points. That's going to be that close again. Uh, Tech, 17, Northern, 14 and fourth, Rocky, and then Western men in fifth, or sixth. So uh, there's your preseason polls in the Frontier Conference. What does it mean? Absolutely nothing. Um, and one final note on the walk-off, presented by Cafe Zydeco. Stop by 625 Euclid in Helena, also in Bozeman and Billings. I mean, you know how good it is. The food is unmatched. There's nowhere else you get this type of Cajun and uh, Creole food like you do at Cafe Zydeco. I uh, wanted to run through my picks from last week. I had uh, we picked Glacier at Helena High, and I predicted that Helena High would win thirty-four to twelve. It was actually thirty-four to fourteen. Capital at Big Sky, I picked Big Sky to win at twenty-one seventeen. Capital actually with the big win, thanks to Matt Burton and a really good defense, twenty-eight twelve. Three Forks at Jefferson, I picked Jefferson seventeen to ten. It was actually the Panthers forty-five to twelve. That was the only one I really was off on aside from picking the wrong team in the other game. All right, Glasgow at Malta. Uh, picked the, the Scotties to win 35-24. Malta won 36-14. Power Dutton Brady at Big Sandy. I got the winner, right? I picked, I picked the Pioneers 56-38. It was actually 46-29. And we had the bonus pick. Picked Manhattan over Big Timber 49-15. It was actually 49 nothing. So I was really close on some scores. That one, and then uh, the closest one was Helena High. I picked them 34-12, and they won 34-14. to So, um, fun stuff. 
All right, we were so busy today. Love it. Lindsay Barra, Yogi's granddaughter, talking about the passing of Whitey Ford and some great stories. Jordan Hansen recapping the weekend. We had our auto contest performance of the week. Uh, Cormac Ben from uh, Big Fork. Sam Ocho, get his book. It's coming out tomorrow, samochobook.com. Tomorrow, for sure, Jim Carr, NAIA president. We might talk to some coaches. We might talk to more reporters. Who knows? It's just a surprise. Brittany Jackson's coming back on on Wednesday. Looking forward to that. And Nicole Rigoni. Have yourself a magnificent Monday. Go to jasonwalkershow.com. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 4. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy. Enjoy.